0: it going welcome back to mind body fit for those of you who are new here i am your host jess j and before we dive into today's episode i just want to make sure that you've hit that follow or subscribe button depending on the platform you're tuning in on and if you are listening on apple Podcasts or spotify and enjoy what you hear today i would really appreciate if you could head over to the show's page scroll to the bottom and leave the podcast a five star rating and review But now that's out of the way, I just want to start by saying thank you so much for tuning in and let's all dive straight into today's episode. Hey friends and welcome to episode 22 of the MBF podcast on breaking habits. In today's episode, we're going to take a deep dive into what habits are, how they're formed and how you can break and build them to your advantage. It's now common knowledge that habits are essentially what make up our days, months, years and eventually our lives. As defined in the dictionary, a habit is a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. From the moment we are born, unknowingly, we begin to form habits that lead us down pathways which ultimately shape our lives. So if we have so much awareness around the importance of habits, why is it that we have so many which do not serve our goals, wants, and needs? The answer is... We do. Every habit, whether desirable or not, serves a purpose to us. I can imagine now you're thinking of dozens of different habits you can think of, which you find have no purpose whatsoever. However, this is exactly why so often we fail to break them. We forget what purpose they came with originally. And this purpose may seem obvious for some habits, like drinking or smoking, which for so many serve the purpose of stress relief. However, for some other habits, like binge eating, for example, this can be less clear. I myself have battled with binge eating throughout the years of my life. And even now, I still have moments where I overindulge. However, it's no longer the habit that it once was. Once upon a time, I was out of control with my eating. I couldn't have yummy food in the house because if it was there, I would eat it. I'd go home after work and eat a bowl of cereal, then 19 almonds, then the seven remaining shortbread creams, then four packets of popcorn, and then a half a tub of ice cream all before 15 minutes had passed. If you've never battled with binge eating, you may think I'm exaggerating with the amount of food I would have had, but I'm not. It is just incredible how much food you can pack away in a short period of time when you're battling with binge eating and it's not something I would wish upon anyone. Now, if you simply look at the symptom itself, binge eating, it's hard to see why that would be purposeful for me. It's less clear why my brain would choose to eat an entire kitchen after work than why someone else's brain would pour them a glass of wine. But trust me, every habit serves a purpose. In order to find that purpose, however, Sometimes we need to delve a little deeper into the root cause of the symptom. For example, if the symptom we're looking at is binge eating, the root cause could be depression, low self-esteem, poor body image issues, difficulty coping with feelings, trauma, social pressures, the list goes on. These are just some of the reasons people binge eat and how their brain makes it purposeful. For me, the binge eating, though seemingly and ironically was out of control, was a way for me to feel like I could control something, even if the end result wasn't serving me. My symptom was binge eating, but my cause laid entirely in my mental health with a perfectionist need to remain in control. And this is something I still battle with, by the way. I just have much better and more effective ways to manage it. Habits always serve a purpose let's take a look at other reasons binge eating can feel purposeful. For depression, binge eating can light up the brain's reward center and give you feelings of temporary satisfaction. For difficulty coping with feelings, binge eating can temporarily give you something to focus on other than your current feelings. Even if after binge eating you feel worse, quite often you can focus your negative feelings on ones associated with your eating rather than the topic you're trying to avoid. For trauma, binge eating can be our brain's defense mechanism towards trauma and can help us feel safe whilst doing so. For social pressures, it is not abnormal to feel the social pressures of being thin in this day and age, and sometimes that can lead to a feeling of lack of control. Binge eating, though often feeling out of control, like I've stated, can often help us feel as though if we at least have control over something, our eating We're keeping things in our own hands. So if all of our habits, even ones we view negatively, serve a purpose, how do we break them when we know that they're not good for us? We fulfill the purpose. If you look at other habits you may have, this can become much, much easier to understand. Let's use brushing your teeth, for example. This is a habit we are taught when we are children. Depending on who taught you and their values and beliefs, you may have been taught to brush your teeth once, twice, three times, or maybe even more per day. At first, you had to think to remember to brush your teeth. However, now it is an automated habit that you can do simultaneously while scrolling Facebook, feeding the pets, or getting the kids ready for bed. Now, if I asked you to simply just break this habit, what do you think would happen? Maybe one day would go past and you would feel okay. You might even be stoked you had the night off from brushing your teeth. Over time, though, as your breath gets worse, your teeth start to blacken, your mouth feels furry, and you become overly self-conscious about talking to people, what exactly do you think you'll be tempted to do? Brush your teeth. This is because you have taken away a habit whilst not fulfilling the purpose it served. Now, what if we use the same example, but on top of me asking you to stop brushing your teeth, I provided you with a mouthwash that was scientifically proven to be more beneficial to your teeth and gum hygiene, and it only took 30 seconds once per day. Do you think you would still experience that same urge to brush your teeth on day three if your teeth were sparkly clean and your breath was minty fresh? Unlikely. As important as it is to maintain the purpose of brushing your teeth, as is maintaining the purpose of your binge eating, yo-yo dieting, over-exercising, emotional eating, over-drinking, smoking, lack of movement, or any habit that you feel you have in which you wish to break. In order to do this, you need to identify the root cause of your symptoms, for example, the trigger of your habit. And in order to do that, you need to first increase your awareness around it here are the steps. So like most of my podcasts, it's time to take action right here, right now. Here are the steps that can help you finally break that pesky habit. Step one, for seven days, track the habit you were wanting to break and what you feel triggers it. For example, if your habit is alcohol over consumption, day one might be, I had a stressful day at work, then came home and had three wines. Day two could be, Had a stressful phone call with a family member, then had a drink. Track your habit and what's triggered it over seven days. Step two is to identify the root cause, the problem you're trying to solve, when you are indulging in the habit. For example, with alcohol, it could be that you felt stressed, had three wines, then felt calm. The problem is stress, and you've now identified that you're relieving that feeling when you have a drink. Once you've done that, step three, you're going to identify six alternative options you could begin with that would also serve your purpose in a better way. For example, what else could trigger a feeling of calm after a stressful day that doesn't involve alcohol? Maybe yoga, meditation. Exercise, talking to a friend, reading a book, listening to music, watching Netflix, list at least six, but keep on going if you can and let the brain run wild with every possible option. Don't worry, in writing these options, you're not going to be forced to do it. You don't have to switch from drinking a wine to doing yoga at night but it's just really important that you run wild with all of your available options. And then step four, yep, you probably have guessed it. It's time to choose one of those options to move forward with and commit to seven days of consistent effort in replacing your purposeful habit. For example, if you choose exercise to help keep you calm, you'll need to make a conscious effort to move your body when you're feeling yourself being triggered into stress. That's it. Four simple steps. Choose the habit you want to break. Identify what's causing you to keep going back to that habit. Come up with some alternative options that still deal with that cause. And then choose one option to move forward with. Don't overcomplicate it. Remember, we let it be easy. But also don't forget, these steps won't work unless you do. Don't add this to your to-do list and get caught up in motion. Actively take control of your habits today by taking action and improving your tomorrows. You can do this. You always can. Speak soon. And until then let it be easy. Thanks for tuning in to the Mind Body Fit podcast. If you're enjoying the episode so far, I would love for you to subscribe or follow on the platform you're tuning in on. You can do this from the main podcast page and it will ensure you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in each week and I'll chat to you next week where once again, we're going to let it be easy.